Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You're the first one in, last one out, and you do whatever it takes to succeed. Nonetheless, 25 million Americans have chosen the entrepreneurial life because it's equal parts demanding and fulfilling. Welcome to the People First, Then Profit podcast. Join hospitality veteran, photographer, and entrepreneur Don Mamoni each week as he hosts a candid, no-holds-barred conversation with successful business owners and entrepreneurs eager to share their professional secrets with you. Like his crazy Italian family does on Sunday nights, he's serving up a healthy portion of inspiration, motivation, and education, so I hope you're hungry. Now, here's your host, Don Mamoni. All right, everybody, welcome back to the People First in Profit podcast. If you hear a little extra excitement in my voice today, I'm about to tell you why. I am joined today by Leah Weinberg. She is a New York City planner. If you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. She used to be, all right, a lawyer in commercial real estate law because that wasn't enough. She decided to become a New York City wedding planner, now soon to be best-selling author Leah Weinberg, thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you and I know each other. Uh, we're going to skip the bio because this is a return visit for you. You've already been on the People First and Profit podcast. I had to have you back because of this momentous moment that you're about to go through. So we're skipping the bio. I am going to give the audience a quick, this is how we know each other. So as a thought leader in this space, you were discovered by the DFW chapter of NACE. You came to our chapter and you gave a great talk on basically diversity in your portfolio, um, how to include people of color, people of different uh, gender identities, same-sex couples, all that kind of stuff into your business and into your portfolio. And I immediately had a love affair with you and your concept. My wife and I have met up with you in the city of New York when we were there serving clients. So you've gone from being thought leader, professional associate, now friend, had to talk to you about your book. Let's go. Yeah. And you've been there quite a long, cause it's been a long time coming this book. So you've been one of the people that's been in on it from uh, very early on. I tell you, whenever we sat down and we were chatting about it. So, uh, you know, we, we met on zoom a few times and we had some chats after we met in New York and met in, D in Dallas, we kept kind of just staying in touch. And I remember sitting at a cafe with you in New York and you were like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm working on it. This book has to come out right? I'm going to, I'm going to produce this book. And so you started telling me a little bit about it. Right. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to just awash you in compliment today because I have such a high opinion of where you come from, the work you've put in your thought leadership, your efforts towards social justice, like everything that you do. And now you've, you've made this book happen. I literally remember sitting there thinking the world needs this book. And more importantly, our industry needs this book. So Let's talk a little bit about um, the inspiration for the book and by extension, the title that we talked about, I was yes. like, oh my God, this is going to be the title of the book, isn't it? And you're like, I don't know yet. It's not, it's too, so let's, let's talk, go ahead. Tell us the story about the fried chicken. Yes. So this whole book came from a single conversation that I had in 2017 with one of my clients. We were on a train back from a site visit and um, we were, it's like a two hour train ride. So we had lots, you know, lots of time to talk. We were talking about life stuff, talking about some wedding stuff. And my client told me that she was having a conversation or having a fight with her dad. And ordinarily her family is incredibly close mm -hmm. and she and her parents talk probably every day. So the fact that like they were having a fight, they were not on speaking terms was a pretty momentous occasion 
in my client's life. And so we talked about what, what brought on this conflict and what had happened was it was the point in the planning process where her venue had sent over like sample menus and all the food that she and her fiance got to choose from for the dinner menus and all this stuff. And they had so much fun going through the menus and like picking everything to their heart's content and wanted her parents to get in on the process and have a little bit of fun as well. And so she sends the menus to her parents and is like, we hope that you have as much fun going through these as we did. But one thing, the fried chicken is non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And her dad replied and said, I'm paying for this wedding. You don't get to dictate what food gets served. And I'm not serving my guests fried chicken. And it had mm. been like days. They stopped talking. Like this was like huge in their world. <laughs> and I, I just have to point out that you're now the planner hashtag planner, psychologist, couples, therapist, marriage, marriage and family counselor. Like you have to put all these hats on, none of which are of course, uh, like actual legitimate hats, but things you have to do. Literally what I hear there is this is super fun and we're going to do this as the couple. And then dad saying, I'm paying, I'm not serving my guests fried chicken. Right. And to him, it's this super terrible idea to the couple. It's like, it's this super cute thing. So go ahead. Let's, let's move on. There's a couple things at play on the service level. There's definitely that pride issue. And I have a whole chapter in the book on like pride and ego and how it comes up with families a lot of times. And it becomes about impressing like family and friends and not necessarily about what the couple wants, whether or not the family's paying for it. But in this case, There's a little bit of that, but also it is helpful to know in this context that my client was the youngest of two siblings Mm -hmm. and she was the only girl. And Mm -hmm. so based on my experience, I had seen lots of people in my past um, and current when people are expressing anger, there's often something underneath that. And when people are confused or feeling a certain way and aren't good at expressing their emotions, nine times out of 10, it's coming out as anger. So I had the thought in that moment that, okay, I think maybe there's something else going on and kind of explain that to her. And really, I thought the core of it was he's having some feelings about his baby girl getting married and the fried chicken was just at the wrong place at the wrong time Mm -hmm. and was the source of the conflict. And so like this would have come out in some other way, shape or form. And it just happened to be that this particular thing was the catalyst for his expression of his emotions about his daughter getting married. Um, So yeah, and I explained that to her because I felt like in that moment, hopefully she was devastated. I mean, like she was devastated, very emotional that she was having this fight with her dad. And I felt like in the moment, giving her this advice would hopefully help her take it a little less personally. Mm -hmm. Because when you know why somebody is behaving why they are, it can sometimes, you know, it still sucks to be on the receiving end of it, but it can sometimes help to know you take it less personally and feel less hurt by it when you know why somebody's doing it. If you can, if you can see where it's coming from, it's a little bit, like you said, it's a little bit less painful for you as feeling like it's, it's, it's not really aimed at you. It's aimed at something else. Right. Yep. So, um, we haven't said the title of the book yet, which was really strategic in my mind, because as we're having this conversation and I don't remember the name of this adorable little cafe that you found for us where we met and we're chatting, but we're sitting there chatting about it. And you looked at me casually over your cup of Earl Grey tea and you were like, so Don and Emily, what I'm really getting at is it wasn't about the fried chicken. It's not about the fried chicken. I was like, 
That could be the title of the book. That should be the title of the book. <laughs> now, you, Better Heads Prevailed, and I love the quirkiness of that title, but it really doesn't scream what the book truly is right. about. Yes. And so the title of the book is not, it's about the fried chicken. But if you're out there and you have a fried chicken story that is not directly related to the chicken, I would love it if you would let me know, because then I'll know <laughs> that there's a book out there in the works called It's Not About the Fried Chicken. But it's not. This book is not. What is the title of this beautiful, amazing book that you're introducing to the world tomorrow? This book is called The Wedding Roller Coaster, which is a lot more self-explanatory than it's not about the fried chicken. It is much more <laughs> self-explanatory and it hints towards the same thing. Now, please note, we are recording this episode quick and with for, like ferociousness because we wanted to make sure that it went live. So when I said you're introducing it to the world tomorrow, I really mean today because this yes. is going live tomorrow. So Tuesday... The 6th of April is the day that we unveil the wedding roller coaster into the world. Now, it speaks to the same message of it's not about the fried chicken, right? Yes. And that's that the idea of everything from the inception of the engagement to the planning of the wedding to the execution of the wedding day to the thank you, like the entire process of marital bliss that starts with a wedding is, in fact, an emotional and physical roller coaster in the sense that you have. It has impacts on you, your body, your mind, your psychology. So let's talk a little bit about sort of, that's the inception of the book. What's the goal, the purpose, the content? Like, what does this book provide to both wedding professionals? And is it for brides too? I don't even know. Couples, yeah. So the book is written for couples. It okay. talks, speaks directly to them. So it's about helping them prepare them for the emotional side of wedding planning, um, helping them keep and maintain healthy relationships with everybody in the wedding planning process. So that's a, like a focus on the relationship with themselves, with their partner, with their family, with their wedding party, if they have one, with the guests, like just the whole, the whole spectrum of relationships during planning a wedding. Um, but then it's also going to be a helpful resource for vendors, because I truly believe that when you can understand what your clients are going Going through in the wedding planning process, you are able to offer a higher level of client service and a better experience for them because you can help them navigate it. You can meet them with compassion and empathy when they do hit a roadblock and there's conflict and something happening. And if you're not a planner, you probably aren't seeing the whole wedding planning process from start to finish. So you might not even know that some of this stuff exists. Like there's exercises for them to do at the very beginning to help the couple get clear on what marriage means to them. And like, is there, are there past experiences that they're bringing to the table that we need to talk about? Um, there's a really, really beautiful section on grief and loss, which people are probably like, why are we talking about grief and loss in the context of a wedding? But mm -hmm. As the expert that I spoke to during like to help with that section, like grief, if you are missing a loved one because they passed away or because you've got an estranged relationship and they're not not physically there, grief is going to be in a guest at your wedding and you just kind of mm -hmm. have to accept it. And so as if you're a DJ or a photographer, like you might be like, wow, I never considered that happening. And so instead of working with your clients and maybe keeping an arm's length distance, or when you do become aware of conflict that's happening with them, you can move towards it and mm -hmm. confront it rather than running in the other direction because you feel uncomfortable. I, I got to tell you um, so many things brought up first and foremost, the grief thing is, is just shows you the insight that you're bringing to both the industry and to the, to the client, right? Gr grief is guest at your wedding. 
Okay, a little bit of mind blown emoji there in the sense that it makes total sense. As a father now, I'm a father of a four and a half year old daughter who I use, I still call my baby girl, but she's really four going on 14. Unbelievably precocious, adorable, says things like, daddy, I love you more and daddy, I love you most and all this kind of stuff. I already flash forward to the grief that I'm going to feel on her wedding day over the fact that that is the moment at which you sort of, I don't know, metaphysically, physically, whatever you want to call it, hand her over. Yeah. Your daughter is now someone's wife and she's going to soon hopefully be somebody's mother, maybe who knows whatever her horse is, but ultimately there is going to have to be a little bit of loss or feeling of grief there. And so for you to shine a flashlight on that, just that one topic, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's grief in the sense, not even like you mentioned, it doesn't have to be grief of somebody not being there. It's the grief of like a parent or a sibling feeling the loss of Mm -hmm. their child or their sibling. It can also be grief in the context of the person getting married, closing a chapter and sort of losing what their life was like before Mm -hmm. marriage, because things will change, you know, relationships will change, your priorities change. And so you're closing the door on like what you were when you were not married and entering like this new adventure for better or for worse, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and you you make a good point there, right? Not like we're saying like, Hey, you have to mourn the loss per se, but you, you sort of have to acknowledge the change right? Grief can come just from change, not even necessarily just from loss. And then let's go ahead and talk about that sort of on the, on the couple side, let's talk about the, or the family side, even let's talk about the, the wedding side of it, right? As wedding professionals. Um, and I'm going to just go ahead and say this, we're going to talk candidly and constructively here. We, We want everybody, we want the rising tide. Everybody's doing great. There are some people, and I would say that one of my biggest frustrations, we don't do a lot of weddings anymore. We're in the corporate and nonprofit space, but we spent the better part of a decade photographing 20 to 25 weddings a year. So I know of which what I speak. I think the worst folks to work with are people that forget that this wedding is likely the first and only wedding for this couple. And when they need handholding, when there is emotional unrest and upset, they're like, oh, this is my 500th wedding. What's the big deal? They remove themselves from that place. And so if this book has the opportunity to pull them, grab them by the face and shake them violently to say like, hey, read this book and bring yourself back into this place of compassion and understanding, then I think we should buy it for everyone and give it to everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? I mean, so it's interesting because so far the only people that have read advanced copies have all been vendors and their mm-hmm. response has been phenomenal. They're like, this is so needed. I want all of my couples to read this. Um, and vendors, it's really clicking with vendors, which makes me really happy. I mm-hmm. haven't had any couples like engaged couples read it yet. So I'm a little, I think it's going to be great and and special for them. Um, but that's sort of like untested waters yet, but vendors are getting it. Like they understand the need for this. They understand. I mean, one friend of mine was like, I'm so happy you talk about prenups. Like we talk about, it talks about prenups because I think there's such, like, that's a personal pet peeve of mine. Like there's such a stigma around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea behind it and like the, you know, divorce and everything is something that like, I actually have, have an interest in and like have spoken to divorce attorneys before this book even came mm-hmm. to be like, I was just really fascinated with like, you know, couples that are together for 30, 40 years and then they get divorced. I'm like, how does that, how does that happen? Um, and it's like, you're just not the same people when you get married, mm-hmm. you are, and then you get divorced. You are not the same people when you get divorced as you were, when you got married. So why not 
plan for that. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be contentious or a dirty word or anything like that. Um, and I think that it's so important to recognize that something like that is out there for a unique and special purpose. And that unique and special purpose isn't for every couple and isn't for every wedding and it isn't for every marriage, but why not talk about it, right? It's, yep. it's a planning tool, just like any other planning tool. And if you don't want it, then ignore it. But if you do want it or you feel like you need it, be educated and informed on it. And I'm not surprised at all, Leah, that a book of this nature and what what I know of it is so valuable to both the couple and to the the basic professionals. Now, the thing that's really interesting to me, and again, I'm going to watch your smile just light up. If we can get enough people to turn their attention to this book and enough professionals in the wedding industry from New York city to the West coast, like all over the country, if enough people read it, you have not only the ability to have an impact on someone's business, but the entire industry. If we had an industry of people, right. Veterans and rookies alike, read this book and understand how the compassion and the understanding of what's going on during these times you can elevate, you can rise the tide for the entire industry because you're going to have a, just a group of professionals that are more passionate, more empathetic, more compassionate, like all those things. How does yeah. that make you feel? Like, does that? It's pretty amazing to think about. And then like, it's like you're creating a, a better group of professionals and then creating a better experience for our clients. Like if we know how to lead our clients through this process, we're hopefully making it more enjoyable for them. Mm -hmm. We're showing them our value so that like we stop having this just general idea that wedding planning has to suck and Mm -hmm. you aren't going to enjoy it. Like I think people there, you know, there's some people that are excited about it, but I think a lot of people kind of look at it as like a chore Mm -hmm. and are afraid of the unknown. And if they can have confidence, like that they have a vendor team of people who are with them who know what they're doing, who can help them through these different problems. Like that's going to give them a peace of mind that they don't currently have. Do you think that those couples that read this book are not only going to be better prepared for the process of planning, but do you believe that it will make them better at engaging with a wedding professional as well? Is there, is there a part to that where they might say, I know how to now sort of address DJs and photographers and videographers like as part of this process better? Yeah, I think it gives them the tools because what they're doing is the book's going to help them get clarity at the beginning of the process so that they know what they want and they Mm -hmm. know how to verbalize and say what they want. And so that's going to be so much more helpful when interacting with vendors. It's kind of peeling back the the curtain on both sides. Like Mm -hmm. vendors get a peek into what it is like to be a couple. Couples are sort of getting like a peek into what it's like to be on the other side. And it just hopefully will foster communication. I talk a lot about communication in the book. And so if you're a couple getting married, you have to be open and honest and talk with your vendors about what's happening. Um, You know, whether it's something small, like a decision that you've made or something big, like, I mean, I had a couple, the bride got diagnosed with cancer in the middle of wedding planning. And could you imagine like if they, if they didn't feel comfortable enough with me and they kind of like hid that for a while, like that would have. that just sort of derailed things and been Mm -hmm. a really kind of just a very sticky situation, but they felt comfortable enough to like, let me in and like help me allow me to kind of help them on that journey. Um, 
through that. And a lot of, and unless you as a vendor are prepared for that, you might hear something like that and just be like, oh, I can't, mm, no, I'm not touching this situation. But again, you just have to go towards it and know how to, what to do when you like get there. I got to say, so Emily and I never did a volume of weddings. We always try, I mean, 20 to 25 weddings was our absolute max. Typically, I think our years would probably be closer to 15 to 20. And I think part of that reason was, is I felt like in order to be not only the photography team that we wanted to be, but to be truly present for those couples, volume wasn't our jam. Yeah. And I think that again, if, how do I phrase this properly? Well, first of all, I feel like every wedding professional should buy and send a book to the couple, because if what you're telling me is, Hey, this couple is going to be more well-educated, clearer on what they need, probably clearer than on what to communicate and how to communicate what they need and want. I'm over here saying, sign me up. I'm here for it. Because then at some point I'm like, okay, so let's talk about your photography. Great. Cause I've given this a lot of thought and I gained a lot of clarity from the role, uh, wedding roller coaster. So here's what I want. And you're like, okay, all right. Now we're on the same plane. We're talking the same language. And you, you believe that to be the case that that yep. it's going to offer that it's going to be that resource. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be so helpful for both parties and help them kind of like bridge the gap and working with each other. I'm so excited. So obviously, you know, that my rally cry is people first than profit. And so when you and I first started talking about this book, right, gosh, it has to be at least 18 months ago, maybe two years sitting in New York, I was thinking, what a great resource. What a great opportunity. What a great tool. But now, as I've seen you develop it over these two years, I literally am thinking, what an unbelievable blueprint for compassion and sort of human connection. And everything from the relationship marketing that I speak of, which basically just means that you build your business based on nurtured quality relationships to uh, we need to understand that it's the people first. And so again, when you're in a business and you have a couple that's struggling, you shouldn't be rolling your eyes and thinking, what a burden. It should be more like, how am I going to help this couple make sure that we can create the playlist they want, the image set they want, the uh, ceremony and vows that they want, like as any professional. So you literally have written a book that facilitates the people first then profit rally cry. So I guess I should send you a check or say, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which, but I'll start with a thank you. And then I'll order a bunch of the books and send them to people Amazing. because I genuinely <laughs> feel like this is what we need more of this in the world, not less. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's pretty special. And I don't say that lightly. Like it's just, um, I, it's really something special. So I'm excited for people to read it. It's also got information that is going to help you in your life in general, both vendors and people engage, like getting engaged. Like it's going to help you have hard conversations and give words and words to un uncomfortable con like concepts and stuff like that. And dealing with stress and anxiety, like this isn't just, it's in the context of a wedding, but the lessons are like so much more can be broadly applied. So uh, I'm going to tell a quick pop culture reference because that's sort of my jam these days on uh, Clubhouse and a number of other places. People are like, you're just full of pop culture references. And I think it's, <laughs> I was a latchkey kid. I watched a lot of movies, listen to a lot of music. Um, so there's a movie called Parenthood. It's from probably the late eighties, early nineties. I'm not sure which, but there's an, there's a little old lady in this and her son is going through an unbelievably challenging time. And uh, I think she's saying it to the couple. She basically said, you know, I, as a kid, I used to go to the fair all the time. And I would love the roller coaster, that pit of your stomach feelings, you're climbing. And then she just explains what the roller coaster was like. And she's like, and then I would watch the people on the carousel 
And I would just never understand how they could just go round and round and round. And then she just walks away. And the couple kind of looks at each other like, okay, grandma. But if, <laughs> if you let that sit in, it really is such an appropriate analogy to life in general. As you've just said, this book is applicable to life in general. It's called The Wedding Roller Coaster because it's in the container of a wedding, right? But if it were easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would do it well. And that's not always the case. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I think that there's something to be said for the fact that when we're on a roller coaster, you got to take the highs with the lows and all those cliches that are cliches for a reason. And not only the book and the experience, but the writing of the book. When you say like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, I'm pretty passionate about it. And I think that anybody that commits themselves to the process of birthing a book, I'm going to go ahead and use that verb, not writing, <laughs> birthing a book, it must be about something they're really passionate about and they think is going to change the world. Yes. So thank you. <laughs> it's also for, terrifying. <laughs> it, I can only, and again, like, I remember you saying like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I do. And I think I was like, I'll be here in your corner. And if you need someone's shoulder to cry on or a resource that I might be able to provide, I'm here for you. I, I, it is definitely on my bucket list. I would like to put some of my thoughts and words. And so I'll be calling you about self-publishing and what to do and when to do it. But there is, there is something to be said for the fact, if you put your again, proverbial money where your mouth is. And you say, I've got a mission. And that mission is to create a book that couples can read that will demystify some of this process and that their wedding professionals can read to help them understand the process that the couple is going through. I mean, really and truly, I'm not kidding when I say that this could be an industry disruptor in that positive way, such a positive way. Hope so. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. (laughs) Again, (laughs) biggest fan. So let's talk about some of the logistics real quick before we go. And we're going to do a little fun exercise. So uh, the book today is Monday. We're recording tomorrow is Tuesday. My podcast always drops on Tuesday. So Tuesday, April 6th, the wedding roller coaster is live on Amazon. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and add the link to the show notes. I'm going to add the link to the Facebook group and to the Facebook live that's recording right now as well. And we're going to share all that tomorrow. But what are the logistics on buy the book tomorrow? And then you've got some gamified fun giveaways. Tell us all about it. (laughs) Yeah. So for tomorrow, I'm running, or I guess today, whatever day, April 6th, Tuesday, April 6th. Anybody that purchases the book on Tuesday, April 6th, this is open to U.S. residents only. I should clarify that. Um, If you buy the wedding roller coaster on Tuesday, April 6th, then you send me an email of a screenshot of your receipt. You can email me at hello at colorpopevents.com. Email me a screenshot of the receipt and you will be entered into a giveaway, a drawing to win $500 in cash. So I'm Venmoing the winner 500 bucks, like no no gimmicks, no strings attached. No strings attached. Uh, $500 cash for, yes. for buying a copy of The Wedding Roller Coaster tomorrow, yes. Tuesday, April 6th. Yes. So you have to purchase by 11.59 p.m. Pacific. I want to give the West Coast people, make sure, even though sure. I'm on East Coast, I want to make sure the West Coast people get those three hours. Okay. So purchase by 11.59 p.m. Pacific. And then also email me your receipt by 11.59 p.m. Pacific on April 6th. Nothing's spilling over into April 7th. So that is Tuesday's giveaway. And then I have a couple of ongoing just sort of perks for the book in general. So for vendors, I want to encourage everybody to buy this for their clients, to buy it for their teams, to get copies for themselves. So 
when vendors purchase 10 paperback copies and then send me proof of purchase, you will get access to my book club. So Ooh. I have a book club for the wedding roller coaster, which it's going to be in multiple rounds, but the first round is a four part weekly conversation series, just diving into the book in more depth. I have guest hosts each week. It's going to be a really amazing conversation. So vendors, 10 copies, access to the book club. And then for couples, if they purchase five copies, so copy for you, copy for your partner, copy for sets of parents, copy for siblings, wedding party members, mm -hmm. easy to get to five copies. Also send me a copy of proof of purchase and you will get access to a 90 minute ask me anything webinar. Oh my that gosh. I'll be hosting um, in either April or May, depending on the timing of everything, where you can submit questions in advance. Um, depending on timing, I can take questions live, but just like ask a wedding planner all of your burning questions about the process. Not ask a wedding planner, ask ColourPop events. There's a distinction <laughs> yes. there. This is not any wedding planner. Okay, guys, I'm going to recap that for you. So tomorrow we have, uh, which is today, Tuesday, April 6th, you have the ongoing launch date buy a book, send her an email before 1159 Pacific, you get entered to win 500 bucks cash. Easy, easy peasy. Now, if you're a wedding professional, 10 copies, order them, give them to your team, send her an email, and you're going to get in to the book club, which I'm going to tell you, if you have additional access to Leah and the book and her concepts, you want in. So buy your 10 copies, send her an email. She'll get you in the book club. If and also that's an ongoing thing. That's not just right. That's tomorrow. not just for tomorrow. Yeah. Like that, this is, this is, if you're a wedding professional and you find out about yeah. this book and you don't buy 10 copies, I'll tell you why you're being silly. Just buy your 10 copies, give them to your team, save them for gifts, give them to brides when they book, whatever the case is. And then if you're a couple, if you're listening to this and you're getting married and you buy the five copies for you and your family members, you're going to get 90 minutes with her, 90 minutes with Leah to ask questions, get that process started. She's an unbelievable wedding planner, guys, and she's just a great person to interact with. She will lift you up. Now, I end every podcast with a super fun lightning round. Are you ready? Oh, goodness. Yes. This is like lightning round New York City <clears throat> book writing edition, I guess. I'm just going to have to come up with them <laughs> off the top of my head. What was your least favorite thing about writing a book? Oh, the, the like actual like editing and production process. That was pretty stressful. Just not it, knowing I, what you, I, in it, I had no experience in that part of the process. Um, and that was tough. Would you recommend that people do it though? Anyway? Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite thing about writing a book? Hearing people's feedback and hearing from other, from friends and vendors, like that this book is, is, um, hitting the spot. It's going to have an impact. Okay. Um, what are you going to do tomorrow when the book launches? Like, how are you going to celebrate? Uh, ice cream, probably drink a good bit. And hopefully I have a couple of things on the calendar for tomorrow, but hopefully giving myself the rest of the day to just like enjoy it. And I'm going to religiously be checking sales. Yeah. I was going to say, you're going to be, you're going to, what are you talking about? You're going to spend your entire day on Amazon tomorrow. Um, refresh, 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 refresh. Remember that time ColourPop events crashed the Amazon server. I mean, if you can break the internet, I'm, I'm oh here my God. for it. I'm amazing? here for it too. Okay. This is going to be a slightly tougher one, but it's still a lightning round. Cause I didn't okay. give you time to think about it. If okay. you could put this book into the hands of anybody out there, who would you want to know read your book? So my, I don't know if you're familiar with this concept of expanders, um, mm -hmm. but it's basically like people that are kind of, they're doing what you're doing, but just on a larger scale. So kind of like role models esque, but just like, even on a, like a more, just a bigger level. Um, so Lovey, Lovey Ajayi Jones is a okay. 
writer, speaker, all the things. She's based in Chicago. I am a huge fan of hers. She recently, she recently got married. My friend actually did her invitations. Um, so like we only have one degree of separation in theory. Um, but I would just love for her to read my book. <laughs> so you and I'll work on how you're going to do the dream 100 for her, how you're going to yeah. connect with her and get that book <laughs> into her hands. Uh, Leah, you are by far and away and soon after I met you, you climbed the charts. You're one of my favorite people. You do such an amazing job of, again, social justice initiatives, lifting up the community, always being available. I literally, if a couple needs a planner, you're the, one of the first people I think about. I miss New York city. We had the pleasure of working in New York city in like 2018 and 19, multiple times every year, almost every time I had the opportunity to see you one of the things I miss most about being able to go to New York is seeing your face in person and chatting with you. So I will be ordering my copies tomorrow. I hope that everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice right now on the People First and Profit podcast does the same. I want to let you guys know that we'll be posting all of the links and everything in the show notes below. Uh, if you have questions about the book, about Leah, how to connect with her, you always can DM me. You guys know how to find me. All my contact information is in there. Leah, it's been yet again, an absolute pleasure to chat with you. Thank you for coming on the podcast again. And I wish you literally meteoric rise and success with the book. Thank you. And I'm like forever grateful for your support um, and everything. So it was my pleasure. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a tremendous week. And with that, we're going to have Adam Wilmer take us out of here. Thanks for listening to the People First in Profit podcast. If you like this episode, and I'm pretty sure you did, subscribe, review, and share it with your friends, fans, and followers wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the show notes for additional information about this week's guest, as well as a list of all the links and resources we discussed. Be sure to visit peoplefirstinprofit.com for a ton of great content, free resources, and links to the People First in Profit community. All right, I'm Adam Wilmore, and on behalf of your host, Don Mamoni, we'll see you next week. Thank you.